2: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 442. We've got a great guest with us. We've got Vito Peleg with us from WP Feedback and also got my great host, Adrian. And he, he's recovered from a bit of a bad cold, but he seems a little bit more sprightly than last week when he was actually going down with it. So, Vito, can you give us a quick, um, at the max, 30-second intro about yourself and about WP Feedback. Sure. Um, so
0: first of all, I'm happy to be uh, back on the show with you, Jonathan. And it's a pleasure to meeting you, Adrian. I heard the great things about your product. Um, so I actually started building websites uh, from the back of a van when I was touring the world with a band that I used to have at the time. Um, it was doing pretty well, but we were still broke. So that was my way of generating some extra income. And then once we the band split up... Um, I started developing my freelancing business into an agency here in London. Uh, And uh, through our struggles and through our experiences within the agency, uh, we came up with a solution for a problem that we had, which is talking to clients that were just annoying us with back and forth and long emails and spreadsheets and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, So that's why we created WP Feedback and it worked so nicely for us. So we decided to launch this for the entire community with the mission of fixing communications WordPress
2: professionals. Oh, that's a great introduction. And we're gonna be discussing how to launch a product or course on in 209 or 2018, 2019. Um I thought Vito was the guy to have on because he's not enormous personality with an enormous email list, but he did a very successful job. So he's not one of these big star types that it's you know you Yet. Uh, Yet. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure you're going to be. But I thought his experience had real application to our audience. And I also got my great co-host, Adrian. Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everyone. My
1: name is Adrian. For those of you who do not know me, I am the founder and CEO of Groundhog uh, Marketing, Automation and Sales Plugin company for businesses that use WordPress.
2: And before we go into the interview, I want to quickly mention our major sponsor, which is Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta only specializes in hosting WordPress. And they specialize in WooCommerce um, e-learning membership websites where you need something, where you're looking at real performance. Recently, they've just upgraded their whole system, which is based on the Google platform. And they've got almost 200% increases in speed. And they were one of the best speed hosting companies on the market at the present moment before these improvements. Now they've got a sizable lead on most of the hosting that is sold to you. Now, if that sounds interesting to yourself or or maybe for your clients, go over to Kinsta.com, see what they've got to offer. I've been hosting the WP Tonic website with them for almost two years. It's been superb. The interface The customized interface is really simple to use. The support is great. And I've got to be honest, I couldn't really go back to your bog-standard hosting provider after being, I've just got used to the great environment that Kinster provides. So, if that sounds interesting, go over to their website and also tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic website. So... So, 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 so. Well, I can uh,
0: second that, first of all. Uh, I've been using Kinsta for two years, not only for our websites, but for our customers
2: as well through the agency. And uh yeah, it's just a completely different. Yeah, it's great, you know, isn't it? And you couldn't go back, you couldn't go no. back to something substandard. Well, you just couldn't, couldn't you? When you get used to that, you, it's hard to go back to something a little bit inferior, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it just puts a whole new level uh, into this uh, hosting game.
2: And they're not too they still care about customer support, don't they? They got, yes, uh, um, which some hosting providers which we're going to have to charge Kinsta well, extra for this episode. Yeah, which yeah, but <laughs> well, they the support we did show really well, Adrian, and um, they've been a great sponsor. So that's why I do such a good job for them, hopefully. Uh, um, so on to so you decided, you know, about WP Feedback. You went through all the pain of actually building a, a great product, which is a nightmare in itself. But then you've got to market it. you you actually got to get sales. You've got to, got to tell people about it. So um, how did you approach the initial discussion about the channels, the strategy around how you're going to market this great product? Right. And so luckily, we had a lot of
0: experience doing this for our customers through the agency because we did a bunch of marketing campaigns over the past few years uh, for customers that had no... Um, understanding of the online world uh, or never stepped foot into digital marketing before. Uh, So um, we did launches, basically. Uh, So that gave me a lot of experience doing that. More than that, uh, through the music world, through the music industry, uh, it's essentially that. You you release an album, you do a product launch, uh, which is something that you do every year. You set up a tool, then you do like essentially a product launch to launch this tool, get people to buy tickets from different areas around the world. So that gave me a lot of experience into how to build that community around this, how to leverage online uh, funnels uh, to, um, to create a, a successful launch. And uh, we actually made history with our launch in the WordPress ecosystem, being the first plugin by a new company to reach six figures within 30 days. Uh, so it was super super successful with this uh, thing, and it's just been going um, and that initial uh, traction uh, created a ripple effect that we're still experiencing to this day um, uh, in terms of acquisition in terms of uh, you know new customers that are coming on board and um, and opportunities that are coming our way so definitely creating a proper strategy for product launch mm. is something that is not only needed but it's essential for the
2: uh, for creating a business early on, right. and and when so, talk, so, can, yeah. so can I just interrupt before I throw it over to uh, Adrian? Is can we get into the nitty gritty now? Yes. Um, so did you draw up? a, a You know, you, you probably had a group, a number of meetings, but did you write up a you know actual marketing document, a marketing campaign document, and what will and. First of all, did you do that? And secondly, what what were the main channels, the main elements in that document, briefly?
0: So we can check, there's four things that you need to consider, which is audience, message, channel, and system. These are the. This is the framework for everything that we're doing here. At WP Feedback, and it's just a great way of achieving goals as as a whole. Just remember this audience message channel system. So in terms of the audience, we knew that we are the audience because we are we were an agency, uh, and um, and we just wanted to find more people like ourselves that uh, that want to grow their business uh, but uh, can't take it anymore. You know, talking to clients uh, through all ch- uh, channels. Uh, that was our audience. In terms of messaging. Um, we i didn't really was i wasn't really sure what would resonate and so we did a, a lot of experimenting through um, organic methods before we spent any money or before we even launched the product we surveyed 600 587 to be exact WordPress professionals within the community uh, to see how they run their business. So we asked them about the uh, the pain points that we're basically trying to solve here. Uh, we asked them how are you providing support to people? How are you gathering content? How are you proving designs? All of these kind of stuff, all with open questions, so they can use their own words. and uh, uh, And that gave us a lot of clarity. Is to first of all, I. Um, Verifying that this problem that we're tackling is not only uh, a problem of mine, you know, but it's it's a grander uh, uh, issue. Uh, but also seeing the terms that they're using, um, like you know, they're they're pissed off by this. They they can't stand it anymore. They, it was really painful to read these uh, these replies, and I could re- and it all resonated with me personally as well. So we knew initially that the, that the messaging should be a straightforward approach and just not try and sugarcoat this problem that is happening within the community and just bang at it straight away. Aren't you just tired of chasing clients for feedback? That was one of our uh, taglines, you know? Uh, so that, finding that messaging was, was really important. And it, it's, it doesn't happen from day one. It's something that you need to test a few of them to see what works, what doesn't work. Track everything. Then, the third thing is the channel: Where are you going to find this audience to present this message in front of? Uh, so we experimented with a few of them organically at first, without spending any money on on uh, um, on uh, ads or anything like that and we went uh, We went to facebook uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Twitter tried to identify the audiences within there and to see um what is the conversion rate from these different channels just to our beta sequence. So it wasn't even sales yet. We're just seeing if people are interested. And uh, from Facebook, And so to be interested, they just needed to give us their email to be notified when the Mm. product is ready. Um, From Facebook, we had 52% sign-up rate, which was just mind-blowing to me. Um, and, uh, and you know, on LinkedIn it was uh, a, a little more than 25%. Uh, Instagram was like 8%. Uh, and so we already knew that Facebook would be the biggest channel that we need to focus. It was by far the most uh, uh, converting one in terms of sign-ups. What okay, about so, Twitter? Uh, Twitter was, wasn't, wasn't really good either. It was uh, pretty much the same as LinkedIn. So the, right now, our focus is on uh, on Facebook in terms of. Uh, was you uh, surprised?
2: Was you surprised at that, that figure and Facebook? I was. was.
0: I thought that LinkedIn would be the best, to be honest, because that's where people come to work. Let's say. Um, uh, uh, then the second one I thought would be Twitter because uh, the WordPress community is very active on mm-hmm. Twitter, um, but uh, but Facebook just blew them all out of the water. You know, it's but, all the Facebook <laughs> groups. <laughs> yeah. The Facebook groups, were, they are an amazing resource for us. Um, but the point here uh, is that what worked for us might not work for other people. Yeah. We went out and we tested those four different channels after we found where we can find the audience inside them to just see conversion rate. It wasn't about the volume. It was about the percentages.
2: Oh, and, uh, no, I think you've just done a fantastic job. I'm just going to throw it over to Adrian. Sure.
1: So I, I'm super interested to hear about the translation from your music career which we haven't heard a whole lot about yet um going and transferring your essentially your product launch sequence is what we're talking about right now yes i'm super interested to hear like the short and dirty version of your music career product launch and 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 how easy it was or or what remained the same when translating that to your wordpress product launch sequence
0: well first of all it's exactly the same. It's uncanny. It's unbelievable that ha- how similar, similar the both processes were. A lot more than selling websites, you know, or selling uh, marketing services uh, uh, through the agency or as a freelancer. Uh, it just brought me all back. Um, a lot of the things that we did was, first of all, we started with with creating the attractive character as uh, Russell Brunson uh, defines it. Do you know... Uh, uh, isn't I'm
1: really I'm I'm fairly familiar I'm not
2: sure
0: if John is yeah. yeah, I know Russell. <laughs> not personally but um, yeah. So there's a really interesting book that he wrote called Dot .com secrets which is a must for everyone that wants to do these kind of things. And um and he, he he put a huge emphasis on the attractive character which is defining the person that is actually driving this forward especially for a new product. And for a band, bands, it's like, you know, that's why uh, art, single artists like solo artists work a lot better than bands because they have this face recognition straight out of the gate. Um, so um, so with products, it's the same thing. You want to create trust uh, because people don't know you. You know, they don't know about what you're doing. They never heard about the, about. Your achievements or your uh, or your abilities before that. So we just splashed my face on everything, uh, just to make sure that uh, I put my name on it and I put my uh, my own reputation um, on the product. I was confident enough to do this because I knew that we have um, something pretty good to offer. So attractive character. That was the main. That was a huge thing. Uh, another thing that we did was creating a community right from the beginning, exactly like musicians do. Um, you know, musicians, even before they have a song, they have a Facebook page, right? Uh, so that's the that was the approach as well. We created a group. We brought everyone on board into the group. Part so where this, did you, yeah. I'm just
1: going to interject really, really quickly. Where, where did the people come from to get into that group? So where, so... Uh, A lot of people attempt and fail, unfortunately, to build those communities that exactly you're speaking of because it's really great because, you know, before you build anything, you want to be able to have a list or an audience of people who actually go and sell that thing to. So where did those people come from?
0: So we did a sequence, uh, that was the onboarding sequence initially. So the idea was to reach out to the public before we had anything. We just had a scrappy version that we were using at the office, but it was not ready to go to market. Um, So what we did is we just created a landing page with a sign-up form, uh, get notified when we're ready, um, and give me your name and your email. Now, the thing about this thing, is that's what usually people stop there. Uh, but we created two additional steps that really helped build this community further. Uh, so once they signed up and they gave us their email, that's when they were redirected to this survey uh, where we asked these 10 questions that I, that I talked about. Um, and right after the survey, it, it, it redirected them to a page With a short video of myself thanking them in person, telling them how awesome it is that they trusted us so early on. I talked about my commitment to the WordPress community and how uh, I, I for years, loved sharing my knowledge inside these groups. And I asked them personally, I I, I told them, now it's your time to help me um, by clicking one of these share buttons that you will see right below uh, uh the video right there so that created that ripple effect that uh, from just posting a f- about a dozen facebook po- uh, posts on different channels on linkedin groups uh, and on facebook groups of course with approvals from the admins uh, we we generated 1300 subscribers to this list uh, within the first month wow and these this and this list was the list that actually drove the initial sales, allowed us to get some uh, revenue in, so that I could invest into uh, paid ads and um, and scale this thing further.
1: So after so after community, the next step is what?
0: Um, so the community, there is no next step. Community is forever. Yeah, building <laughs> the community is always uh, it's always important. Um, but uh, once we had once we had that, we start with the beta. Um, we ran the beta for, uh, for about a month, uh, and we asked the beta users to give us reviews, to give us the social proof that you need mm. to launch something online.
1: Right. And
0: this is very, very common for courses. This is a strategy that I actually took from online courses uh, where you first uh, um, approach um, audience, your audience you give this to them at like ninety percent discount, if not for completely for free. It is good for them to pay something because then yeah. the level of the level of commitment rises. Yeah. Uh, I, I achieved the level of commitment and the level of investment through the other ways, through asking them to fill out the survey, which essentially they poked their own pain points by telling me what their problems were through this thing. So it really elevated the the um, the pain. Uh, for and, and the anticipation for the product, and then by sharing this, they already expressed their commitment to the product um, uh, publicly online. So, so we didn't. I, I didn't feel necessary. Uh, uh, it didn't feel necessary to actually charge them for the beta, but we opened it only for one hundred people at first. Out of the thirteen hundred, the first one hundred that actually got into the Facebook group. Not the first people that signed up, but the first people that went through the entire process and landed within this closed Facebook group. Oh, Um, that's
2: great. We're going to go for our break. Um, Actually, I think um, Vito has has already provided enormous (laughs) insight and value already. I'm looking forward to the second part of this great interview. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer
1: partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
2: We're coming back. I've had to interrupt Vito a couple of times because he's very passionate about this, but he's also offered in, I'll be blown away with the amount of information (laughs) we've given you for free, listeners, and viewers. So I think um, just to recap, Um, The main points I got from the first half of our interview is that, you know, you were solving your own pain point in your own agency. You got something knocked up that you could work internally. Then you confirmed through organic, um, through landing pages and verbiage, you got a group of people to sign up for for your pre-product launch. You gave them a survey you that all that confirmed that there was a a need a demand for your product you also through the survey you got the language that your target audience would probably respond to so you got all that and then you got you know you offered a a reasonably high discount to get those first batch of people to sign up for the actual real product so after all those stages, was it when it came um, after the beta, after the testing, after the confirmation with your first group, was it then time to actually spend money on paid advertising? When, when did that kick in? or Did it kick into this process? And if it did, when did it kick in? It did kick in um, with a lot bigger
0: budget budget than I first anticipated um, because it was working. So we just kept pushing more money into it. Um, when it, it kicked in was that after we already had revenue. So I, I believe, and I think this is something that, I, again, I took from the music world that, uh, um, you know, in, in the tech world, we call it bootstrapping. In the music world, it's just being broke, right? So <laughs> like, that's the...
1: <laughs> Starving <laughs> uh, artist.
0: Yeah, exactly. So with the starving <laughs> artist uh, mentality, you just do things out of nothing. You just create things out of nothing because you don't have a a better way of doing it. Um so um so I took that that kind of like a point with me to everything else that I did since then, just trying to uh, to get to a point where a product or a, or a business or a service stands on its own before it's being fed money into. So um, um So the budget for WP Feedback was zero. Uh, Literally, we launched it with zero dollars invested into this thing. Um, Only sweat, uh, uh, you know, uh, sweat and tears. Well, sweat and tears (laughs) is the (laughs) expression. Um, um, But once we started getting some revenue in, uh, we started uh, doing online campaigns. The first start was remarketing trying to pick up these uh, low-hanging fruits. People that had already visited the website showed interest but didn't uh, convert. Um, and just people just need reminders in most cases. So and that, that's the point.
2: How there. So that was mostly fruit because obviously in the first half we discussed that Facebook, um, because of your pre-launch activities, you found out that Facebook was probably the main platform that you're going to spend money on. Yes. Um, so you did retarget. What was the kind of, um, I don't know if you got the actual figures, what was the kind of re- response you got from retargeting then? Right. So um, we started with the launch by doing like a
0: deep discount, but uh, on bigger packages than what we offer now. So we offered an unlimited, we offered a lifetime deal just to get the ball rolling, um, which I think is a great strategy at the beginning, but you got to move out of this at some point. Um, so, um, so we, uh, this allowed us to have a really high um, uh, value per customer. So, so the acquisition cost could have been pretty high. Uh, through remarketing, we saw that we're acquiring users at about $32. That was the average for the, for the launch, for the founding members deal. Uh, and through cold traffic, it was close to $100 to acquire a new customer. Um, yeah, that, that's what you meant, Jonathan? Just these
2: figures? No, um, yeah, I think that was fantastic information on its own front. And thanks for sharing that. But I meant, you know, in percent, you know, when you retargeted them again through how many of them actually signed up right. for the product? Um, I didn't really look at the what? numbers uh, of
0: the people that we reached, um, you know, but uh, mm. because that didn't, what, what, I, what mattered to me is the, is the, the sale, you know, so yeah. that's, that's the kpi that i was looking at um if if we're selling for 35 for for 30 something dollars uh, and we know that our average uh sale was at 390 dollars it can't be then, a
2: problem but, wouldn't
0: you uh, no it was awesome you can do You can scale this up as much as you can because uh, we were basically doing 10x on your money so um I, I mean, we, the customers spent about
2: 390 No, I mean, it if, it, us, I mean, yeah. I mean if it was the other way, which is the road to, um, to poverty again. Um, yeah, I'm exactly. going to throw, throw it over to Adrian.
1: I'm actually curious about, because um, everybody comes on like, all right, so we had this Facebook campaign and it converted at 50% or we had, you know, we did retargeting and that worked really, really well. Uh, and then people listen, and then they're like, "Great, I'll whip up a Facebook campaign and retargeting, and then they spend a bunch bunch of money, and then none of it works. None it works. So, yeah. and the reason is because you know that's that's like the context of it, but but people are missing what actually, you know, what what content was in the ad, where did it go, what did it say, uh, what pain points did it outline? So, what content was actually in those in that Facebook that initial Facebook campaign, and as well as retargeting, that I think is really interesting. What, what did you actually say that like, hey, listen, I'm going to click this out and I'm going to go buy something?
0: Right. So you hit the nail right on the head because when people create Facebook ads, they usually just uh, write something up. They write Myself like, included. Yeah. Uh, well, myself included before I, uh, I, I researched the subject and uh, before I had the, the experience with it. Um. so you say, uh, so most people do like one to three maximum. They write like three ads and that's what they run. We were running 600. Uh, so the the point of running 600 ads at the same time, uh, each one of them for a low budget, is to see what works because you never know. And by creating variations within within the Facebook algorithm, that's when you can just uh, find the winners and kill the others. And that's basically what we did. The ones that actually I thought that uh, so. Now, 600 sounds a lot, but it's all about uh, variation. So we didn't really write 600 different ads. So we actually,
2: we're talking about real micro, like, color, button color. the are we talking about real micro differences? Like, actually, actually the wording on the button at that time... That- so not, not even that. We, we still haven't got into
0: this uh, level of A-B testing. We're doing A-B testing all the time, but getting to this kind of small details, we're still looking at things in a, in a, on a higher level. The point was to create uh, different angles that tackle the same problem. So for example, uh, and when I say 600, this basically means that we had five variations of text, uh, five variations of titles, five variations of descriptions and five variations of creatives all together, run together with mixed all up. That gives you the 600 because sometimes this block of text with that particular image and this oh. particular title, that's the combination that actually moves. So, the. So neighbors. really
1: it's like you, you you had five different variations of each portion of the ad. You do the multiplication, you get 600.
0: That's the game. Okay,
1: so that is a very effective way to quickly create 600 ads.
0: <laughs> yes, that's that's how you, that's, to me, that's the ideal way of testing. So you set up like a proper testing budget of about $2,000 uh, to actually get some traffic into these ads. Uh, and uh, boom, within a week, you know what works, what doesn't. And then you can scale what does.
1: What um, did work
0: for you specifically? Right. So we tried all kinds. Uh, I was thinking that the that the personal approach would work a lot better through these ads. So we had like one variation, which was a huge long copy uh, that just told my story and how I grew from a uh, freelancer to agency and uh, how I kind of like, uh, I, I discovered this problem and I wanted to fix it. Um, but, uh, um, and it seems like this would be a natural, um, uh, a, you know, winner, right? But it's essentially what really worked for us is actually none of this. It was the snappy uh, SaaS style ads, you know, like you see from, uh, a, from uh, a Monday or from a um, uh, elevator, you know, elevator. From, Ele- from Elementor. Elementor has, b- has been a great inspiration for my business as a whole. I'm looking very closely at what these guys are doing. Um, so, yeah, so this kind of stuff actually worked better for I us. I actually thought,
2: uh, interrupt, I actually thought they pop up. Uh, for their pop-up builder, uh, their their initial efforts, you know their video and that, uh, was, that was some great. of the, some of the best I've seen. Actually, cost cost a fortune to make, yeah. I'd imagine. But uh, they were you know they were really spot on, weren't they? Yes. So that was the, a bit of a challenge because you're trying
0: to compete with these companies that have well, we're not competing with Elemental specifically, but they set up some kind of a standard, right? Yeah. Uh, so we try to. Uh, to, to attack this from our point of view, because we couldn't afford going out and doing these kind of videos and stuff like that. Um, but what I like to think about, and it's something that I always told my, my clients as well don't, don't position yourself as more than you are, you know? Um, so, because it, it's, it, it's really easy to see through that. So, if you're just starting off, fine. Take your iPhone, take a picture of yourself doing something. We had one picture that worked pretty well of me uh, holding a lighter against the screen, trying to burn the screen, you know, out from frustration. And it's just a picture that uh, uh, one of my guys came here, stood there and took a picture of me, tried to set this screen on fire. Um, and it was just that, like, the, the whole point was just to stop the scroll. You don't need too much, too much flashy things. Now that we have a little more budget, yeah, we just brought in, like, a video guy that spent a week here and helped us create some um, uh, other creatives. But again, you don't know if it's going to work until you test. Right.
2: Um, well, uh, I'll be blown away with this. If You're going to have to cover <laughs> back. Um, we, um, we're going to wrap it up for the podcast part of the show, folks. But um, uh, Vito's agreed to stay on. And what we're going to be talking about in the bonus content, which you can watch on the WP Tonic YouTube channel or on the um, episode on the WP website with full transcription of the show notes, is they're going to be talking about his experience from moving from a freelancer into an agency owner. And um, he also joined the WP Elevation um, course, which is run by Troy Dean, who's very well known in the WordPress community. We're going to be talking about his experiences from moving from freelancer. Um, so, Vito, how can people find out more about you and what you are up to? Um,
0: so, wpfeedback.co—that's the—that's um, the best place to go. And you, there's a, there's a great blog there. Um, also, you can reach out to me directly through LinkedIn, just Vito Peleg, uh, and all on our Twitter Twitter account, which is. Uh,
2: feedback wp i'm actually going to buy his product i've been on the fence about it actually but i've just recently had a te- not um we we are getting the product for the client but i've just had a terrible couple of months with a client which was around communication and i've decided i'm going to have to do something about yeah. it so uh i am um, going to be discussing buying your product awesome. uh um, so well, I'll, you know, you- I'll tell you what we kind of <laughs>
0: accepted the the horrible situation that is happening around communications. It we we accept this as a given that it, it's just a pain, a, a part of the pain of running um, a, a service based business. But it it shouldn't be like that. And you will see uh, Jonathan once you get the product, it's just gone. You know all of these years of frustration, just it's just oh. gonna be like. He's
2: done a, a great sale job. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian um, how can people um, get hold of you and learn more about Groundhog?
1: So if you're looking to uh, scale up your business and simplify, consolidate, and automate all of your sales and marketing in one area, then you can go to groundhog.io to find out about how you can implement marketing automation, email marketing sales pipeline, and all of that good stuff right within your WordPress website. Again,
2: that's groundhog.io. And uh, you can actually get started for absolutely free. And I've got a favour to ask our beloved listeners and viewers. Um, the podcast has been growing since Adrian has joined. We're getting more listeners and viewers. Um, he's the good-looking one. I, I presume that's why you're you're joined us. Um, but every time we get close to being in the top twelve of, in iTunes, they they slam me because I get a lot more listeners, and they think it's some kind of automated bolt that that's getting the listeners rather than real people. To stop that from happening, can you give us a um, review on iTunes? It really does help the show, and it confirms that our new listeners and viewers are not Russian bolts, which I'm sure they're not. So if you could do that, that would be great. We're going to be coming back next week with another fantastic guest like Vito. I've been blown away with our interview. And Thank we'll you. see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye.